93.3 KXNO. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Friday, Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Can you hear us? (laughs) A little better today. (laughs) Oh, baby. Uh, Welcome as we talk sports with you for the next couple of hours. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. Bottom of the hour, we'll head to Greensboro, catch up with Chris Williams uh, in advance of Iowa State beginning their tournament uh, against Pitt, the 11th seed, Iowa State, the 6th seed. Uh, Chris Williams coming up from Iowa Everywhere and Cyclone Fanatic uh, at the bottom of the hour. We will start with our number two. Uh, as far as, well, if the airlines cooperate, Mike Palm is making his way to Des Moines. Of course, Circus Sports for Mike Palm, scheduled to be in Denver, and he'll join us from Denver International Airport. Give us a few minutes before he makes his way uh, into Des Moines. And then at the bottom of the second hour of the program, so about 12.30, 12.25, somewhere in that neighborhood, uh, we'll get uh, back down to Birmingham with Tom Cakert prior to him getting out of town. Tom Cakert on uh, yesterday's uh, loss, another early... Um, I don't know what you want to call it. They're out of the Bounced. tournament. Bounced out of the tournament again. And we'll talk to Tom about that and where they go and uh, what the locker room is like, etc. Uh, and then Claxton's Barbecue giveaway about 10 minutes before uh, 1 o'clock. Give four of you an opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxton's. Obviously, the Drake-Miami game. And is going to play. Did you see that? Mm, I did, note. yeah. Uh, Omir will play. Uh, for Miami. How effective is he going to be? That's a good question, because Sasser tried to play yesterday and didn't even finish the game for Houston. That was, um, uh, we'll, we'll watch that one, certainly. Uh, but, um, and Iowa State Pitt will be a part of it. We'll find two other games. Maybe we'll do the two here in our fine city as Boyd Moyne and uh, certainly showed out and all the fan bases that made their way uh, to um, uh, to Des Moines. Glad to have you here. Wish the weather was better. Felt bad for the folks between sessions yes. waiting to get in. Saw some of the pictures from it. and uh-huh. Oh, my God. Um, they're just like they're frozen, for God's sakes. I guess none of them found the south entrance where you get a little bit of a shelter right. if you're headed up the escalator there. But, uh, well, some of them did. Anyways, glad you're here. Hope you're staying for the weekend, although I know a lot of you are getting out of town, as some of you anyways, as Illinois, uh, they pack up and leave. Likewise, Texas A&M, two of the bigger fan bases that were here and are moving on. So before we get into Iowa, just your thoughts on overall uh, on the tournament yesterday, what surprised you? Who caught your eye uh, from a positive perspective? Um, your thoughts? Noted Penn State and Eli and Fian Trent Condon. You really are, man. You were on this three weeks, maybe more ago. I, I've liked this team all year long. Just the way that they play, their style of play, how they have a player in Pickett that is so different. He's a unicorn uh-huh. yep. in college basketball. Yep. Just, there's not a player that plays like him. And Trent, everybody that plays against Penn State knows you stop 22, you got a shot. You can't stop 22. He can score. Uh-huh. He can get distribute. He is such a great passer. Uh-huh. I mean, his assist rate is third in the country right now. Didn't realize it was that high. That's for really... the leading scorer on the team. Ken yeah. Pomeroy has him seventh in his National Player of the Year rankings. Wow. Maybe even could be higher than that. Mm. And then he's surrounded with the shooters that they have with Funk, who was nuts. Funk yesterday. was unbelievable. Lundy is solid yep. time in and yep. time out. Winter's yep. a good shooter. Yep. I mean, that distribution of shooters around a guy that just is so good off the mm. bounce, they're an incredible team to watch. And... 
Well, I'll tell you, as soon as the point spreads came out last night. <laughs> you cho- what? So you're getting how many How many when the when it was posted? What was the line? Texas was favored what? Uh, Texas, let me see where I put it in last night. I got it last night. Da, 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 look to Saturday. Because I'm guessing it's not what it is or was when it first was posted. It was six and a half. Okay, now where is it now? Five. Well, that's pretty significant. Absolutely. A point yeah. and a half move yeah. already this pretty quickly. significant. And still a day before the game. That's that's quite a bit of line movement there. And definitely know I'm not alone. The other one that I was shocked by, and for me, this was a couple of unit play for Saturday already. Mm. When the lines came out, Duke just a two point favorite against Tennessee. Help me out there. I, I don't get it. Ten, Tennessee's not beating Duke. No, the Tennessee's not beating Duke. Now it's three and a half. Now that's another point and a half uh-huh. move. But mm-hmm. even a three and a did half. Did you jump right away? On I, that? I did. Those no. were those were. Did two you parlay them? I. I should have, yeah. because I love both of those plays. Uh-huh. I think those are certainly for the Saturday slate. I certainly already. like the latter. Um, I mean, you could be right. Penn State's playing out of their minds right They're now. Texas is really good, too. Texas Texas got my eye yesterday. I mean, they were efficient. They did what they needed mm-hmm. to do. They kind of got they kind of had a little bit of a, a prep, if you will. Got a feel for the tournament. Um, there was never a sweat in that game. And they move on, but that's going to be one of the games. And what time do we get that one? It's evening, correct? Is it six thirty, six forty, five forty? Uh six forty-five. Six forty-five. Okay. That is the estimated tip time for that one. So we were speculating a little bit yesterday if we got Texas, Texas A and M. Is that going to be one of the standalone CBS games early on Saturday? How about our first game? Though, I on saw Saturday? that. I was surprised by that. They normally put a blue blood yes. in there if they can. They. It's usually a pretty big name mm-hmm. in that spot. Furman? Furman, San Diego State? I mean, Furman's finish was unbelievable. Oh, it was I'll so give fun. You, it really was. So I got to tell you in the arena, too. Two incredible moments. First of all, that one. So they have it up on the big screen. Oh, really? They have live look-ins, yeah. which is great for the fans. I mean, you're there. Absolutely. Play. Give, give them yes. a peek. Give them a peek. And uh, there was one point where they took it off the screen. Everybody started booing. <laughs> but everybody's watching. Play is happening in the Kansas game. Yeah. They, at this point, they were opening up the lead up to 20 against Howard. But they uh, have it up there. The play happens. They're showing it. Everybody in the arena erupts. And the players, as live action is going on, they all look up at the screen. Seriously. They, because they're probably, what, what just happened? And they, and I think they all caught themselves very quickly, too. <laughs> right. But So that happened. We're all fans, Trent. Oh. We all love this tournament. Even the players get caught up. Same thing at the end of the Arizona-Princeton game. Oh, my God. What a finish. And that was during a timeout. Uh-huh. That was when the booze came because they took it down for a moment oh, to like play some bad. commercial. Everybody booed. They put it right back up there, which was really, really well done by the, the production staff there. But put it back up there. It just... The, the murmur in the crowd mm. as it's happening. And Trent, look, this wasn't a fluke. Princeton didn't shoot lights out. Oh, what are they? Four, four of twenty-five or something? Something crazy. Got to the like free that. throw line like five times. No, they. This was. Um, this was just. This is all on Arizona. And yes. you know what? I, I said it as the whole week was going on. I know I'm making the wrong decision here because bigs, two bigs on the floor mm-hmm. in this tournament that doesn't play. You have to have guards. Yep. And with Balu and Tabellis, and just yeah. And both uh, those guys played fine. It was, it was the guard play. The guard play stinks. And what did I tell you? Griezmann's going to shoot them out of the tournament. He did. <laughs> he did. Now, I didn't think it was going to be there. What a seven shooting. Yeah. All from downtown. Yep. He, just exactly that. They don't score a field goal for the last six minutes of the game. It was, they had. They were stuck on 50, was it 55 or 58? 55, whatever it was, for, yes, about six minutes. About six minutes of the basketball game. I think I saw over the last half of the second half. They scored something like six points. Not very many. Yeah, not very many. 
And the defense just uh, was great. All right. So that's kind of our um, yeah. view of the tournament first day from 35,000 feet. Let's get to what moves the needle here, sadly, for the last time this year. Although we don't know because I'm, I'm just wondering, what's, are, there more, are there more shoes to drop concerning Iowa basketball uh, in the weeks ahead? But the game itself, where do you want to start? I mean, speaking I, of guard play. You, I, I think we have to start with Chris Murray. Yeah, and disappearing act. The exact same thing that we saw a year ago from yep. his brother yep. in the NCAA tournament. And we've seen from Chris Murray when the going gets tough in the Big Ten. He's not good. He's not. When it's tough. Yeah. When you got to play physical. Mm-hmm. When you need a bucket. And where do you have to play physical? That would be the next level. He's not that dude. I don't think he is, Trent. I'm with you. Is it unfair? I, I don't think so. You're a Division One basketball player. Uh-huh. You're an NBA Probably uh-huh. first round draft pick still. Still likely. Yeah, yeah probably so. You know, somewhere in the 20s. Yeah. I, I still anticipate we're going to hear his name called there because mm-hmm. you look at the skill set. And the skill set's there. He has mm-hmm. the skills. It just it doesn't show up. And that toughness. and The instinct. This is the thing that drives me nuts about Fran's teams. Because this is something that has happened. For, Fran is a tough guy. He's a Philly tough yeah. guy, right? Yeah. And he has that edge to him. That East Coast edge. Yep. And yet his basketball team, they are Midwest nice. <laughs> they are Midwest soft. They are Charmin. They are... With the exception of his oldest boy. <sighs> but it's, he's just not that talented. No, I, I mean, if, if Chris Murray had Connor McCaffrey's makeup, yeah, yeah. this would be a lottery pick. Yes. Right? But he doesn't. He doesn't. He just doesn't. And Connor doesn't have Chris Murray's ability. <laughs> right. Not even close. I'm going to miss him, though. I'm going to miss Connor McCaffrey. I liked, look, I liked a lot of what Connor McCaffrey. He, speaking of distributing the basketball, look at Luca's career. Yeah. And, and look who was the primary feed man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, getting that ball inside to Luca. We saw a couple of plays throughout the year this year. I get it. He's got his shortcomings. He's not athletic, he's just not. But you know what? Played 166 games for this team, and um, I, I will miss Connor McCaffrey. And the edge, some of the goofiness. Yep. yep. But three different times getting them to have lane violations. Now he hit all the free throws. <laughs> right. Just the old man game that yeah. he has that mm-hmm. you play against in the YMCA. It's just he's got all those little things. Yeah, the intangibles. But he never could win a nope. game with them. Nope. So they have gone through now over the last four years. They've had five NBA players: the Murrays, mm-hmm. Luca Garza, yep. Wieskamp. Yep. And what do they have? One tournament win it's, against Grand Canyon yeah. in the bubble. In Trent, it's uh, it, it's a worthy conversation to have. Remember when um, Doctor Tom was run out because the team, the, the the program had I think the words were plateaued. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to make a change. The program has plateaued. I like Fran McCaffrey. I do. I think you do. Mm-hmm. But you know what? If people are going to jump on message boards or wherever on our Twitter feed and say it's time for, I'm I can't argue with you. It's a results-driven business. It just is. And the results have not been there. And you just said it. We're talking about five guys that have gone on to the league because Chris will join those other four that you mentioned uh, in the NBA. And they're not stars. I mean, obviously, Keegan's got a chance to be. Um, but it's a result-driven league, and it's a roster makeup thing. I mean, Aaron Eulis's bucket in the bat, his bucket in the game, came when Auburn parted the Red Sea. No fouls, no fouls, stay away. I or you or anybody in the listening audience could have dribbled the ball to the basket and shot it up and made, and made a layup because that's essentially what it was, and that was his contribution to the game yesterday. You need better point guard play. You do, play. absolutely. And the point guard play, for all intents and purposes, it has not been great. No. Nope. Bohannon is not a prototypical no, point guard. No, no. Yeah, he had a system. But he could shoot. 
who was the best point guard of the Fran era? I, I think he's. I, I would say Bryce Cartwright, who's a guy that they found in July. Yeah, that didn't have a home. He's in, fast in college basketball, and, and Cartwright ran their offense as well as anybody mm-hmm. has. Gasell was like a disappointment. Gassell. He was a disappointment, though. No, I don't For being disagree. a top seventy-five yeah. player nationally and played as long as he did in that position, as long as he did, yeah, couldn't get him past. No, nope. Bohannon has the numbers, but what's the constant? It's the head coach, and now he's bringing in another typical point guard like that. Oh, and Brock got, Harding from right. the Quad Cities. Yeah. Well, but Bone was, Bone was going to be the guy. Yeah. And just. I was surprised we saw him on the floor yesterday. And he looked good. He didn't look bad. He, he didn't look bad. He didn't look scared like a lot of the nope. other guys out there. That's true. He was one yep. of the few that yep. weren't scared of the moment. Mm-hmm. And they make the comeback and they start teasing us, right? They got it back within four, yeah. was it? And then, and then Sanford they got it within four. It was 64 60, and Sanford had a look. Mm-hmm. And he played well. I mean, he, he made, he, he was okay. He led the team in scoring. He's another guy that has a little bit of that chip on his shoulder. True. He's one of the few. Yep, true. But he had a wide open look, 64 60. Mm-hmm. Thinking if that bad boy falls and they cut it to one, well, it didn't. And then Auburn came back the Auburn other way. Auburn goes back the other way and scores. And all of a sudden, that run that they were making. Uh, had Sanford hit that bo- hit that shot, I thought, you know what, this is a turning point. When it, I don't know what was that four and a half, six and a half, something like that. Um, but yeah, sixty four sixty had a wide open look and couldn't can it. When you look back at this team, I think Peyton Sanford was not used enough this year. Had that terrible mm-hmm. slump in December, mm-hmm. was able to play out of it. Yep. I think he should have been a bigger piece. And this is another big picture thing. Last year, shouldn't Chris Murray played more than he ultimately did mm. play? The year before that, shouldn't Keegan have played more as a freshman mm-hmm. than he ultimately played? The slow development of the guys. I, I think Fran is really missing something. Now, for the most part, usually outside of this year, is because he's playing 10, 11 guys. Right. And there just isn't a ton of minutes to go around when yep. you're separating it out yep. with that many players. That was not the case this year. And though Sanford was a huge part of the rotation, I think there was a missed opportunity. He made some huge shots uh, mm-hmm. this season. That's one of the stories. Patrick McCaffrey, what's, uh, what's his future? Patrick's Patrick. Mm-hmm. He is a spot-up shooter. Right. And that's about it. That's about it. Doesn't see the floor well because nope. he's dribbling with his head down. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not a good distributor. Nope. He's not a good defender. Nope. He's not a good rebounder at six foot nine. Mm-hmm. He's a spot up shooter, and that's it. I think and that's about it. Will anything more develop? Well, I mean, the dude though he's a junior. I think he's twenty two. Is he? I mean, he's. I think he was nineteen when he graduated high school. So oh, he's already an older guy. Yeah. And, you think it's suddenly going to change? That light bulb no, suddenly no, going to come I out for him? I don't. I don't. This I team have... needs to be built around Sanford next year. I think so. I him think and Tony so. Perkins need to be. Those are your one and two punch. Yeah, Tony Perkins, man. It's just look. I, I, you want a little bit more consistency. Yes, you absolutely. Need, you're good. You need double digits out of him. Um, Rabracha. You know what? I was. Um, uh, it was good to see. Not not that he's been um, uh, had a target amongst Hawkeye fans. I'm not saying that, but I think that the appreciation for Phil Probracha has really come to the front this last couple of weeks when people realize because this is an undersized dude. Look what and look at the players he's asked to go up against, right? And he does so with. Yeah, he couldn't care less. Mm-hmm. No, uh, excuses. They, no excuses out of him. Uh, he's got a little bit of hard nose, a little bit of red ass in him as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, miss, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll miss Probracha. I'll miss Rebracha. He was a he was a really good hawk guy. McCaffrey, Connor McCaffrey, likewise. Chris Murray. Mm. This is now the perfect time to make a bold move. To what go would up. that be? Bring in a defensive coach for help. Yes, to, to not to take over the program. No, because yes, I understand all the. Angst. No, we don't want Gary Barta making the hire, Trent. <laughs> well, that's a huge part. of it's it. It's a huge part of it, but. 
Gary Barta, he has, he does not have the gumption to go out there and actually make a move. He's not going to fire frame it. It's just not going I, I to happen. I don't believe it is either. It's not going to happen. I agree. We have to live in reality. Mm-hmm. And the reality is... There's a bad defensive team. Get better on that in the floor. Absolutely. And those sit-down meetings that you have at the end of the year, the athletic director and the head coach, it needs to start right there. Sherm Dillard. Yeah. What does Sherm do? I have no idea. Outside of wear a bow tie. That's it, Trent. I mean, that's the only thing you ever see about this guy, right? The media... Uh, Sherm, they point out what he's wearing before the game. Do you ever hear... And those recruiting articles, you know, I really like Coach Dillard. A couple of times. But it's a rarity. His, right, true. But yes, it's, it has happened, but I agree with you. Now, people will tell you inside the program that Fran also doesn't allow his assistants to do much. Mm. Yeah, you have the scout, mm-hmm. and that's about it. Mm-hmm. This is not, it is definitely a kingship out there with mm-hmm. Fran, and mm-hmm. we're doing it my way. He needs to relent, because his way, well, it doesn't lead to success come March. There's no other way to cut it. 13 years in, got to the tournament 8 out of 10 years. Yeah. That's an incredible accomplishment. It is. But four wins. Yeah. Four wins. In a results-driven business. That's not, not enough, enough. With, the, with the roster he's had. All right, we'll get back to this. And Chris Williams is coming up, so we're going to do, obviously, a ton here at 1130 on uh, Iowa State. So let's do a minute on Drake Miami. Omir is going to play. Yeah. I don't know... This is the kid that twisted his ankle in the ACC championship. In a, it just looked awful and hadn't practiced. Last report I saw on Wednesday before the team had flown, uh, they had he had not practiced. But he's going to try. He's going to give it a go. That's it, though, right? I, I, I don't. I don't see a guy that had that kind of ankle injury being effective. Mm-hmm. And what Drake's going to be able to do against them? I, I think. We'll have to see. I mean, it's one of those. It is a great unknown of what Miami is going to be. But when you look at this, does this Larinaga realizing that maybe he needs anything he can get out of him? I'm seeing so much Drake Love Trent. It's unbelievable. Brody is playing well. Yep, he's playing really, really well at the end of his season. No here. question. This is what Brody has done over the last four games: twelve point six, eleven shooting. 9 points, 10 points, 12 points, mm-hmm. and he has had 9 rebounds, 17 rebounds, just one in the Murray State game, and 5 in the and Yellow you know Oscar what else, Trent? There's what, one category that you didn't mention that he's, that he's really cleaned up? PF. Yes. He has cut down on the fouls in a big, big way. In the conference tournament, 2-1-1. One, one. How about that? Staying on the floor. Yep. Four block shots yep. over the last two games. He is playing at a high level. I, I think you're exactly right. I think this is Miami realizing that Brody's going to be a problem. If we mm-hmm. don't have somebody that can push him there, I love that Miami backcourt, you know, the three-guard lineup, yes. and I like all three of those uh-huh. guys a lot. And Wong was player of the year for crying out loud in the conference. Here's another piece, too. and I, I've, We brought this up quite a bit when we talked to Adam Emenecker. Calhoun, this is a game we're going to need him. Need him to come out, hit a shot, Play some defense you know, because... Emmenecker mentioned when you know, we were on vacation, when I had him on Tuesday, he yeah. said the same thing. They're going to need yeah. Calhoun. It has yeah. been inconsistent. They had that stretch where he didn't play for, what, week, week and a half? Uh-huh. Where he couldn't even get off the bench. Eased him back in. And then he played more than he had really all season long in the conference tournament. 23 minutes, 16 minutes, 27 minutes in the three conference tournament games. Now a couple of those were blowouts, which, well, really all of them were blowouts for Drake as they cruised into the title. They really were. But maybe that's also a piece of it here. I believe if Drake's going to win this game, Calhoun, he's going to have to have a moment. Yeah. He's going to have to go in there, get a stop, get a steal, hit a big three. 
he is the kind of guy that they're going to need against a team built like Miami. Yeah, you you, you can count on, at least you believe you can count on Tucker to get his and Penn to get his, mm-hmm. but somebody else is going to have to get there. Sturtz is going to do what he does, and that's all between the ears, and he's going to outwilp guys and outfight guys for basketball. He's the leading rebounder in the history of the school. I get it. It's different, right? We sh- do, we, do we employ an asterisk or we, do we not? But um, but still, even in that conversation, next year you're not 6'3". And who's going to have the assignment of Tucker DeVries? I don't know. I mean, That's a really good question. Is it going to be Wong? Oh, I Tucker's got four inches on him. He does, yeah. Wong's not... How tall is Miller? 6'7", yeah. but he's I mean, real thin. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mm-hmm. The, Tucker, I think, has a chance here. Now, he's another guy. Got to fight through some things from time. You know they're going to be on him right away. Sure. They're going to be up in him. No, well, ever got the Drake scout has identified him instantly. <laughs> That's an easy one, right? right? <laughs> hey, hey, see Simmer that guy? The, pretty good. Yeah, see that floppy hair guy over there? Yeah, let, let's make sure that we cover him. Roman Penn, that's going to be a great point guard uh-huh. matchup. This game is really, really entertaining. And I, I see why it's basically a coin flip, maybe yep. a slight favorite in this one. Uh, speaking of that, have you uh, saw the breakdown of the uh, betting percentages for today? I have not. I haven't either. So let me uh, bring that up because you mentioned there is a ton of Drake love out there. I I do wonder just how deep it goes right now. So let's pull it up here. 625, Drake Miami. There it is. Currently two and a halves all across the board. So the the number really, there was two, so it moved a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, 56% of the tickets, 58% of the money. So not a huge percentage on Drake. So it is decided Drake. I wonder what is the Give me the clonage. Iowa State. Let's go to the Cyclones and their region as we scroll through here. And they're a 250 tip, correct? Uh, 210. 210. Officially in Greensboro as they'll open uh, things up after the Xavier Kennesaw game. That'll be tipping here in just a little bit. Iowa State, uh, right now at Circa, it is 5. There are a couple of four and a halfs out there at South Point and at DraftKings, a couple others. So either five or four and a half, depending on where you're shopping on the Cyclones. 60% of the tickets, 57% of the money on the Pitt Panthers. Really? Well, sometimes we, we, our, our view in the state gets a little tainted. True, right? but and we also see a team usually every year that um, you know plays in the in the Tuesday Wednesday games get hot and are able to you know do a little damage maybe. Maybe. Albert's Arizona State. <laughs> That's who I think. I, I identified them even before the play-in. I love them. Yeah. Obviously, in the matchup against Alford, I mean, that was an easy buddy, mm-hmm. right? Speaking of March situation. You, so you like them against TCU today? I love Do you? them against... Do you? Yes. Huh. I have a ticket no on Lampkin. them. Sweet 16 already. I am uh, feeling pretty <laughs> good about Arizona State. That's a team. And... I was just disappointed that they won in the fashion they did against Nevada because it felt right. like a lot of people are, killed them. are jumping aboard yes. with it. So that was one that I made sure that I locked in right away when that point spread came out. But yeah, I really like Arizona State. You mentioned Lampkin and, and that whole situation. Mm-hmm. You wonder how that plays out. It's been a frustrating but season it's been for TCU. Very quiet since the family went public with their with their it's allegations yeah. last weekend. Um, it kind of flew right under the radar. I mean, it got a little bit of publicity, mostly in Texas publications. 
uh, in the state of Texas, I mean, uh, but uh, really didn't get any national run at all. 75% of the money right now are on the Sun Devils. Arth, is that right? And their matchup against TCU. Huh? Other big uh, betting sl- uh, splits here. 80% of the money is on Gonzaga. Uh, laying 15 and a half, it looks like. And, you know, late 15 at Circa. Mostly 15 and a half out there. 80% of the money on Creighton. Have you found one person like NC State this matchup? Because no, no, I'm still searching for no. him. There is not many people out there. Any other big uh, betting sp- splits out there for today's game? That's basically it. Yeah, those are the big ones that are out there right now. Hey, hey, so, so Michigan State's underway with USA. What, oh, is that CBS? I got to change yeah. the channel. I wonder what channel I'm watching. Michigan State's out to a lead, nine four uh, early in that basketball game. Just at the first media timeout. I liked USC. Uh, anyways, I had Arizona. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, oh, well. You know, um, was it Ravel to put this out that, um, and, I th- and, and people are starting to join him on this theory, believe it or not. Stop filling out a bracket if you really want to love this tournament even more than it is. Because his take is that if you fill out your, you say you had Arizona, mm-hmm. you know, in the championship game or cutting down the nets or whatever. Because you filled out your bracket, your bracket's crushed. You don't have as much fun for the rest of the tournament. I'm not so sure that's the case, but I kind of get his premise. I, I understand the premise is just wrong. Yeah, because you want to fill out the bracket. My, my wife filled out a bracket. Yes, the, my kids filled out brackets, right. and they're off to a roaring start. They both had Furman into the round. Did of they really? Yeah. We even got a Sweet 16 available for. Uh, I think Ellis got Furman in the Sweet 16. Well, if there's an Arkansas fan in the audience that is still in town today, that's who Cindy has picked. She's all over your squad. So make a big, big run in this one, shall we? All right, Chris Williams is in Greensboro. We'll uh, hear from Chris coming up here. Mike Palm. Making his way into Des Moines. Look for, uh, forward to, uh, to catching up with Mike Palm. Uh, what kind of day it was. Did you see any pictures from around Vegas yesterday in particular? Uh, I mean, it's, it's hard not to, when you see all the pictures of people going around to the various places in, in Las Vegas, they show this book, book ABC, and then uh-huh. they get to circuit. It's just <laughs> completely it's different. different. Just different. Uh, Mark is, uh, joining us. Hello, Mark. How are you? Hey guys, I uh, love this love this time of year. I'm a Hawkeye. Yesterday was disappointing, but I'm still fired up for the tournament. Yes. Yep. Uh, I was just I was just going to comment though on filling out a bra- bracket or not. You know, a, a number of years ago, I was one of these you know fifty dollars entry fee type bracket guys, and I have like Kentucky, and they're playing upstart UAB, and I'm sitting there wanting to pull for the you know <laughs> right. the underdog, but I've got Kentucky, and it really ruined the tournament yeah. for me. So I. I'm one of these guys. I do not do a bracket, and mm. I do not, you know, I do not participate in any kind of betting with it because I just like to, I just like to pull for the the underdog yeah. and watch it all. So. No, I can understand it. Mm-hmm. I because when Ravel put that out there, that come on, who doesn't fill out a bracket? And then I, I started to think about it a little bit, and yeah, I could kind of see that. Mark, uh, enjoy the rest of the yeah. tournament. Thanks for listening to the program. Appreciate it. Thank you. Love the show. Thank you, Mark. Good to hear from you. All right, we'll take a time out. Uh, Chris Williams coming up next. Uh, he will join us from Greensboro. We will preview that pitch. Did you see Blake Hinson does not keep in contact with any of his former teammates? Yeah. Not a one. Didn't want The furthest thing he wanted to do uh, was talk about Iowa State. 
Not a great experience there. No, it wasn't. Well, I was told, look, you know how TJ is. If you're going to play for me, you're going to commit to this end of the floor before you get the score. Right. right? right. We need you to play defense. Apparently, that wasn't high on his uh, to-do list. He can <laughs> score. Yes, he can. And he's a big body guy. 6'7", mm-hmm. 235 or whatever he is. This, that's a man. We'll take a timeout. Chris joins us next. Mike Palm kicks off our number two. Tom Cakert. Uh, we will head back down to Birmingham. And then our opportunity for four of you to win some barbecue at Clack. Jackson's little Iowa State preview coming up next on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Your tickets today. Sounds like somebody hunting a bird. It's calling him. I'll name the dogs. All right, Tim McGraw. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Chris Williams joins us. Next week, I'll join him in Vegas. Oh. Or yeah. will you be in Kansas City? Mm. Uh, I'm probably going to have to figure out a way to do both <laughs> when we get to that point. Going to be tough if indeed we do get to that point. It's all there in front yeah. of him, right? I mean, get past Pitt, and Xavier doesn't look like daunting by any means, assuming they shall win. But uh, anyways, Chris, how is Greensboro, first of all? Uh, I'm assuming you've never been there prior to this excursion. What's, what's the city like? It's all right. A little bit of a... Dayton vibe to it, but it's not bad. I mean, I'll say this: the city loves basketball, which is awesome. Yep. Um, it it you know it's got a college town um, feel to it, so it, it's fine. I mean, we're not. It's not a luxurious place to visit by any means, but I'd rather go to these places that actually care that the tournament's there. Mm-hmm. You know, other than being in Orlando, where you're just a blip on the radar, and this place is yeah, like they they've hosted you know. Dozens of ACC tournaments, a ton of NCAA tournaments, and they they do it right because they they really care about it. So that's that's all I really care about. You hear a yeah. lot of the same thing about Des Moines when people are in yeah. both media and fans. Uh, we've heard the same thing about our fair city. Well, I like it's, it too. It's a smaller arena. Okay, like you don't. It, it's more my vibe, I guess, than being at a place like Chicago. Yeah. I'll put it that way. Right. United Center, if you're sitting in the upper deck, you are not getting <laughs> yeah. a good view of the action. It is a long, long ways away from the court or the ice, whatever's uh, down below you. So a story that uh, has kind of picked up some steam. We were talking about it earlier. Blake Hinson, uh, fill us in on your angle to this because it's interesting. He doesn't want to talk about his time at Iowa State. No, I mean, I, I'll tell you what happens. He, he comes to play for Chrome. Chrome had promised him, hey, you're going to just basically shoot as much as you want. Think what Rajir Bolton did in the 0-19 year. Mm-hmm. And that's what Blake wanted. TJ comes in. Yep. It's very defensive-oriented. And from what I understand, Blake wasn't going to start in one of their preseason scrimmages. Didn't like it. Um, they had a conversation about his role and having to put forth more effort on defense. And they came to an agreement that it probably wasn't going to be a great fit and that Blake needed to use his, you know, final transfer to go somewhere that worked for him. And, and by God, he found it. Yeah, he did. It, so it really, I mean, it's kind of a non-story. I, I, I thought it was interesting. I was talking to Jazz Coons in the locker room yesterday because Blake was his roommate. And I, it's, it is, this is the most God's honest truth thing I'll tell you guys is people like us, will make a bigger deal. Like, the players don't care. Like, these guys haven't thought about Blake since the day he right. Like, there's not, like, some, like, 
hatred between the two. But although I will say, by by no commenting everything, you know, Blake, I think I think he was trying to not give any bulletin board material or anything. And I think by being the way that he was on the stand yesterday, it was almost like contentious towards Iowa State. Yeah. It may have made it a bigger deal than it actually was. Interesting. Yeah, I heard the same thing, Chris, that he wasn't really uh, uh, too enthralled about playing defense, which you have to do if you're going to play for T.J. Otzelberger. So uh, I heard the exact same thing. So what about this pit team, Trent? Our Trent. Chris, I said called Chris uh, Trent every t- when we were in Vegas the last time as well. <laughs> right? So what, what about great guys? No surprise. They absolutely are. Uh, what, what about this pit team? Who did I, I hear Baylor as a, as a comparison uh, to similar teams that Iowa State uh, have matched up with this year, and I hope that that's the case, as they uh, certainly had Baylor's number this year. Who do you compare them to, and what can you tell us about Pitt other than what we saw on Tuesday night? Yeah, I mean, that, that's what TJ said, so I'll roll with him. You know, he would, he would certainly know. Um, listen, it's a team that is really elite offensively and really poor defensively. I mean, I think they're in the 130s or something. I, I kind of compare them to Iowa in a way um, by the way that they play um, – you know, and I guess when it came to the Mississippi State pit thing, like I would compare Mississippi State to Oklahoma State, who's been Iowa State's kind of kryptonite, yep. right, under Otzelberger. So, yeah, I mean, I, I do think that this being that it's pit today, it is an advantageous draw in the sense that you look at what they do and what Xavier does, and Iowa State's had a ton of success against teams like that this year. Having said that, you get a little bit nervous, at least I do, with Pitt because they're good enough on offense where maybe they're that hot 11 seed this year mm-hmm. that gets hot at the right time. Or maybe that's Arizona State. I will say I'd rather play Pitt than Arizona State. So you, you, I think you being a five-point favorite as a six seed is a pretty decent little draw for Iowa State. But again, um, I, I think Pitt has an advantage in one sense. They played in this building last week this exact building for the mm-hmm. ACC tournament. So there's some familiarity here. Never Having said that, that, they didn't play very well. Right. You know, they got bounced. But it, it, it's Iowa State basketball, guys. We've done this all year. It really <laughs> is more on who shows up. And mm-hmm. Telcher and Holmes are four for 25. They're not going to win. If those guys are good, you know, I, I, I have faith that they're going to play good enough defense to keep them in the game. What kind of Cyclone contingent have you seen there? How many people made out it's not – you know, the drivability of a Kansas City or even something close, uh, or yeah. Des Moines, which was the hope. How many people made it out there? I I mean, our plane was pretty full mm-hmm. of Iowa State fans, the the flight to Charlotte yesterday. Um, but to be honest, I haven't been out a ton. There were not many people at the shoot-around, but that's not any surprise. Um, I, I think it'll be very modest, though. I mean, it'll be a good, good crowd for Iowa State, you know, it, exactly what you would expect from Iowa State. But it's just hard when you're a six seed. I mean, Iowa was in the same boat. Like, Especially with Kansas City the week before, so many Iowa State fans spend their money and do that. Mm-hmm. You're talking tens of thousands of people do that. And they kind of choose the Big 12 tournament over the NCAA tournament, and I don't blame them. It's a much better experience yeah. when you, you can be at home and watch all the games for the NCAA tournament. I don't, I don't think it'll be a great crowd, but I do think the fact that they're the second game of the day, you know, it'll be interesting to see how many Xavier fans stick around and who will they be rooting for in that sense. But, yeah, I mean, Kansas State plays later on. I heard that they have a huge contingency of people out here.
So that'll be a note no for later tonight. Uh, last, uh, when was it? I guess last Friday night, last time we saw them, we saw DeWan Harris really do a number defensively, I thought, on Gabe Kelshin. I don't think I was alone uh, in uh, in seeing that. So do, does Pitt have a guy that can, because they're going to need Kelshin to, to get his, right? And and he'd been, he'd yeah. been on one of those upticks. He's so streaky throughout his career, and he, his, he was he was uh, he was on a roll. Uh, Harris took him out of his game. Does Pitt have that guy? I don't think so. Yeah, I really don't. I don't think they're a very good defensive team at all. It's just not again in the sense that they kind of remind me of Iowa. And I, I think if you had a real honest moment with Jeff Capel, I don't think that they spent a ton of time on it. They want to put up a ton of points, mm-hmm. and um, so no. I mean, but that. It's it's interesting because I just don't know how much that matters with Gabe. Like Gabe, it's it's kind of all in Gabe's head. <laughs> you just hope that those first couple go in, and then you're going to have a really good day. Yeah. Um, I will say this, and and I think this is stupid, and I'm tired of people talking about it all the time. But the I asked Gabe just because um, I was just standing there by him yesterday. I said, "What do you think of the ball thing?" And he goes, "I love the Wilson ball." He goes, "I practice with it all year long. I don't understand why more people don't do that." I'm with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Little insight. Gabe yep. Kalsher likes the Wilson ball. There you go. Take that to the betting. All betting right. Table. Let's see where we can find a little <laughs> prop out there. Can't do it in our state, but you can do it uh, plenty of other places. Sports wagering legal in Carolina? I don't believe. I don't so. think so. No, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. No, I don't think it is. So you got no. your bets in before you left? Oh yeah, I spent hours on Tuesday night before leaving Wednesday. I I think I placed like 25 bets on Tuesday night. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So so next week, Chris, you're scheduled to be in Las Vegas. When when do you get there? Wednesday? Yeah, I'm scheduled to get there on Wednesday and then leave on Sunday. But again, I'm, I'm going regardless. I think what I would do is if Iowa State's in the Sweet 16, which is the biggest, I would probably watch that game from Circa. And then if by chance they would go to an Elite Eight, I would probably take a direct from yeah. Vegas and get to Kansas City. That would That's be kind the, of my plan. Yeah, that that seems like uh, the prudent thing to do. Do we have a booth, do you know, next week like we did? Uh, uh, that's a good, good question. I hope so. We're having yeah, breakfast I, with Mike Pomp tomorrow morning. Should we bring that up? We'll put it in his ear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I mean, the good thing is we know people, right? You guys take care of that for me, okay? <laughs> we'll get it done. We're going to be at Drake Diner tomorrow morning with them. Five seed for the awesome. women. Uh, last thing from me, and obviously a matchup against Toledo, where Bill Fenley came from, yeah. where he coached at before. Yeah. And then Tennessee uh, likely awaiting them in the round of 32. Probably not the draw a lot of people were hoping for after that run no. at the Big 12 tournament. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's kind of frustrating because I think that I mean, I, I have no idea. They, they, it feels like the seeding was fair. Like I don't, I don't think they got screwed or anything like that. They had a bad stretch there in the middle, or mm-hmm. after Stephanie got hurt. And but I, I would say this, you know, you look at what they've done. I, there's not ten teams in the country playing better than them right now. So that's a, it's a bad draw for Iowa State having to play at Tennessee. Yeah. You know, one of the iconic programs. But I, I would really like. I wouldn't want to see them on my bracket right now as well as they are playing. So, who knows? I I, I do think that this feels like a Sweet 16 or better. I think they're better than they were last year, and they made the Sweet 16, but they had those home games too. So, mm-hmm. it, it's certainly a tough draw. It'll be really interesting to see. I think they're nine-point favorites against Toledo. I'll be really interested to see what the spread will be against 
Tennessee. I, I almost wonder if they're not even like close to a pick them in that game. I, I think that I think that Vegas would. I have no idea what their analytics are like, but I do know that the Iowa State women's, you know, they're like top ten net. Like their their strength of schedules in the top like five. Like they're they're it, it, had they not flipped up, you know, after Stephanie got hurt, you're looking at it probably like a two seed, Jeez. and in that and that's the type of ball they're playing right now. So it, it, tough draw all the way around. It, it kind of stinks for Tennessee too. Indeed. Uh, Suarez, is, is Finley confident? I mean, it's hard to be, right? You just don't know which way the wind's blowing. Yeah. What are the chances, do you think? I think it's 50-50. Yeah. I know when she got hurt, they thought there was little to no chance. But I, and I just wonder, too, they, she never played in the NCAA hmm. before right. this year. Right. She was an NAI player. Yep. And she, one of her years out in California was missed due to a knee injury. And she has a COVID year. You just add all that together. I feel like she'll get it. Like, it's just such a player movement that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. She's had so many, like, hardships and stuff. She's a foreign player. She's never played NCAA basketball. Like, I think she'll get it. But I, from what I'm hearing, they think it's around 50 Chris, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Enjoy the uh, day. Uh, here's hoping you're there all weekend. And uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, see you, we'll see you next week in LV. Yeah, we, we, we got to get Iowa State and Drake to move on. It just makes it so much more fun. Absolutely is. You, you know, that was a bummer with the Iowa game last night, but we got a couple more at least. Do you remember the years we were doing this and nobody was getting in? Yeah, I do. Like, this is great. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I hear, I saw that uh, you and Hassel had uh, more people eyeballing uh, your little endeavor this morning. Two guys named Chris at Iowa everywhere. So uh, good for business when this uh, at this time of year. Thank you, Chris. We set a record today. That's yeah, awesome. So. Good Thanks, for guys. you. Yep. Good to talk Appreciate to you. Appreciate it. All right. Chris Williams, right. Cyclone Fanatic, and Iowa Everywhere as we catch up with our buddy from Greensboro. Uh, they will play at, uh, what time did you say, 250, 250, 210? 210. 210, yes, 210. 210. True TV? Yes. True TV. That's where Xavier has just tipped off, and they have raced out to an early lead against yeah, Kennesaw. I see that 16 to, uh, it was either 7 or 11 on my glasses. I will say this, USC's coming back 28-25, and Izzo is PO'd. Oh, your Trojans. There come my Trojans. Miller and Condon back to finish up the hour. An hour from now, we'll be giving four of you an opportunity to play for some barbecue at Claxons. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Bets off. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNL. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. A couple of minutes on baseball. Baseball? Well, just the World Baseball Classic, and nobody's paying attention to it here, but around the world, Trent, this is huge for some of these other countries. In some of the interviews with some of the players, they'd rather win this than the World Series. It means more to play for their country than it does to play in a World Series. Now, I'm guessing if they if they got to the World <laughs> Series and uh, participated and won it, maybe feel differently. But And then you see the uh, the fluke injury to the Mets closer, Diaz, yeah. who was as good a closer as there was in baseball. Uh, of course, he's the guy that you might remember if you're not a real baseball fan, a guy that comes out of the bullpen and they got those that guy with the horn. I don't remember his name. Timmy Trumpet? Timmy Trumpet. Good job. It is Timmy Trumpet. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, geez. I don't know if that foils their opportunity to win a World Series this year because he celebrated after his team won, but it's just a fluke. 
it's going to happen. Yeah. And if your knee gets hurt in that, couldn't happen at any time. Yeah, you I mean you got on a golf course takes a bad step, right? He celebrates after a win, right? Makes the right season. Jumps up with the putter in his hand, comes down. You'd think that maybe there was something more going on there, but I flipped it on. What night did we get back? On Wednesday, when Team USA was playing. Yeah. Watching for a while. Had a couple of buddies that were down there for spring break, and they got tickets. Is a little pricier than they anticipated to get in? Really? Yeah, I think they paid, I think it was 180 for a pair, something Jeez. like that. Yeah, just to, to get in. There were a couple of cheaper ones, but they were way up there. And they want to get decent seats, but they said the environment was really, really cool, which isn't a surprise. Yeah, no, it's not. So did you, where, you, where you were staying uh, in Disney World, Yes. Did you were you close to the Brave Spring Training Complex? Did you see any signage? No. You really didn't? No. I mean, not that it you could have any way to look for it. Well, the ESPN area terraported yeah, it out it. one yeah, day. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and I... Didn't even look over. Okay. As we're making our way over. But to one of the parks one of the days, yeah. It was... No, it wouldn't have gone over if you would have floated out the idea. But <laughs> no. why don't you take the kids and Dan will go... Right, yeah. That, that's not going to happen. Now, when Jack gets a little bit older... Well, a different story. We're going to be able to do some of those things. Is he going to be a baseball fan? Yes. Good. I hope so. Good. We're going to try. Yeah. We uh, Coming up, I, I think actually it starts next week. We're going through, through West Des Moines Parks. They have this program set up for... Kids like three to five, where you get to try every week a new sport, and it's like over six or seven weeks. So it's really a great idea. Yeah. So we're gonna. So have how many? So what kind of sports? Give so me an idea. Basketball, yeah. baseball, football, flag football. Uh-huh. Um, I can't remember three what we're to all five playing flag yeah. football. Well, Jack played this past fall. Yeah, I know. I saw the uniform, <laughs> and Jack's not a real big guy. No, he's not. First percentile height and weight. Yeah. He's a little tyke out there, and yeah, but he's quick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, his jersey was too long. He was tripping over the whole time as he was running in for a touchdown, but uh, it was fun. I, I We were one of only six families that made the decision to mm-hmm. put their three-year-old in flag football, but it was incredibly fun. But I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, baseball's one we're yeah. definitely going to be pushing. That's a good, uh, that's a really good concept that they're doing. Yeah. Is this new, do we know? Or? I'm, I'm not sure if it's yeah. been around for new a to while. You. New to us, and we'll be out there every Thursday, I believe it is here, for the next few weeks, seeing... What hits for little Jack Condon? Good stuff. Hour two, Mike Palm will join us. Uh, we will uh, talk about the day. What kind of day was it at Circa yesterday? If you're on Twitter, you pretty good chance you saw what kind of day it was at Circa yesterday. Saw Derek hanging out at Stadium Swim, saw the that. owner. Yeah, baseball cap on backwards. What a life. So good jealous. for him. Hour two, Miller and Condon coming up next.